This is the Keep Them Healthy with Jamie podcast. Season two is here with a focus on women's health. Don't forget to share and rate this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Keep Them Healthy podcast. This is your host, Jamie. Today on our episode, I have Melissa Gambone and Hannah Fole. Welcome, girls. Hi. Thanks for having me. So excited to be here. We're happy to have you. So today we're going to be talking about post-baby body. Life after a baby is different in so many ways, but one prominent change is to your body. No one really tells you how pregnancy can change your body in order to carry your baby. Everyone just assumes that you just bounce right back from your old self postpartum. But what happens when it doesn't? Today, we're going to talk about what most women experience at that three-month postpartum, where the pregnancy glow is gone, sleepless nights have entered into our world, your hair is falling out, your skin is a mess, and then your core and the skin in your core is just not what it used to be. And it takes a toll on your mind and body, and that is okay. But today, we're going to help by talking with, we have Hannah, who's going to give us advice and tools on our minds and our relationships with our bodies and the respect for our bodies. And then we're also going to talk with Melissa to help us understand and find tools to help heal our bodies. But what's actually especially cool right now is Melissa is real time in postpartum from baby number two. So Melissa, I would love for you to highlight some of that experience right now. Well, you nailed it. The glow has worn off. Um, The sleep deprivation has set in, right? And, you know, you're losing your hair, your skin's a mess, you're exhausted, and you just kind of feel very disconnected from your body and maybe at times feeling like, who is this person and what body am I in and like, who am I now, right? Because things are a lot different. And even though, um, like I went through it before I have a three and a half year old and now an almost five month old, I went through it before, obviously, but the second time around, you know, you forget what it's like and it hits you hard again. Melissa, you're so right. For some women, it can be all encompassing to get back to that pre-baby body. And unfortunately with our culture right now, like we look at all the Instagram and all the new moms that have no guts, the perfect skin and hair, the smiles Mm -hmm. for days. And it can be really daunting um, on our, um, how we feel about ourselves. So I love that you have this in real time experience because um, we're going to highlight now, like Hannah, you have worked with so many women on body image and when it comes to postpartum and women, what have you encountered when you're advising them in this, in this time? Totally. So full disclosure, I have not personally given birth, so I do not have personal experience with what it feels like to go through postpartum body image changes, but I have worked with a lot of women in that point of their life or who are kind of still dealing with and navigating some of those things much further down the line, right? Like maybe two years, three years, four years postpartum, and some of that body image stuff kind of still sticks around. So I think that some of the most common themes I see is there is this like very unique experience of giving birth and experiencing these body image changes and it can feel very isolating. And like, if you haven't gone through it, you don't really understand what it feels like. And it can feel like those around you just see like, okay, 
new mom, new baby, like all these exciting things, but they don't really understand what's going on on the inside. And so it can feel kind of like disembodying and like there's this disconnect from you and your body. And then as we experience the culture of bounce back culture, like we've already mentioned, it feels like we're supposed to very quickly return to our pre-baby body. We're supposed to very quickly like be losing all of this weight and it feels like all of this pressure. So it, it can feel like we're just being pulled in all of these different directions. So I feel like everyone's, everyone's journey is a little bit different around it and their experience is a little bit different around mm-hmm. it. But from what my clients have shared with me, I know it can be a very intense and emotionally involved journey. Well, it is. And Melissa, you mentioned on this in our pre-interview that a lot of people, they celebrate, you know, when you're pregnant and you're growing and you, Mm -hmm. you're having this big belly and big changes in your body. And everyone's like, it's so beautiful. And then after you have the baby, everyone expects you to look like you never had a baby. And you're like, well, I just spent nine months growing and changing my entire body. And then all of a sudden I get praised if I look like I never had a baby. And It's, it's very confusing for, mm-hmm. for someone who just had a baby. Like you're saying, it feels isolating. You're like, well, well, I just did all this. And now I don't, I, I, I look like I had a baby. I have stretch marks, I, you know, my, my core separated all the different things that happened so that I could carry this baby. Melissa, what do you feel about that? Right. So it just sets, kind of sets you up for failure and for these expectations that can't be met because yes, you did grow a life inside of you for nine plus months. Right. And so it is not um, normal to just bounce back right away or to go back to the things that you were doing before right away physically. Um, This is a time where I hope women can realize that they need to give themselves grace and society needs to give us grace because, um, you know, carrying a baby and going through birth is like a trauma. It's a beautiful trauma, but it is a trauma and you need to take it slow and take time to really um, shift your mindset to thinking about physical recovery, rehab, strengthening, rather than really that um, society's focus on what we look like and how we're looking aesthetically to the outside world. I agree. But before we get to the physical part, we, um, I love what you say, shifting your attention and your focus and perspective changes, especially when we're being um, told a lot of different ideas of what you should be like postpartum. Now, mm-hmm. Hannah, what tools or advice would you give when it comes to the body image for women struggling with that postpartum? Totally. Okay. So the concept that I want to get into a little bit around this is called body respect. And body respect is a tool. It's a practice. It's something that we can actually like take action on and do in order to nurture our body image, to nurture our relationship with our body. And so the way I want you to think about this is you, your physical body, I want you to actually like separate it from you for a second, separate your physical body from the person that you are living inside the body. And the two of you guys have a relationship, right? Like you've had a very connected, close relationship, especially like throughout the pregnancy and throughout your whole life, like you guys have been in this together, but there can also be a lot of like disconnection, lack of trust, lack of respect. Maybe we've been talking down to our body a lot. Maybe when we look in the mirror, it's nothing but negative internal talk saying things like, wow, my stomach's too big or my thighs are too big or et cetera, et cetera. 
And now I want you to think about someone in your life, maybe that you don't like, like actually someone that you don't actually like, but you respect them. Someone I'm thinking of would be like a boss or something of that nature. And now like, how do you talk to them? How do you treat them? How do you act towards them? If you respect them, you probably speak to them kindly, respectfully. Maybe you're trying to gain their respect as well. So you bring them a coffee or you like do something a little extra for them. And so this is the way I want you to think of your body at this time is right now you guys have this relationship and so much energy is going into all of these other things. You get to decide how much nurturing this relationship with your body needs. So this might look like practicing a lot of body respect because your body really needs that and you have the emotional energy and space for it. Or it might look like kind of shifting away from that for a little bit and giving yourself a break from feeling like you need so much nurturing. But if you feel like body respect is something that would feel good to you, then I want you to take action on it. And I want you to think about what it would look like to speak and talk respectfully to your body. So actually notice when some disrespectful talk comes up and try to actually shift it. So we want to cultivate awareness. We want to shift it. And then we want to do something a little extra, right? Like maybe we take the shower. Maybe we brush our hair out. Maybe we go get our hair done. Maybe we, when we're taking the shower, we use a little bit of like body scrub or something. And we set this intention and acknowledgement that it's coming from a place of respecting our body and our body will recognize that and receive that. And this will deepen this connection. I love this. I think, um, I can relate to this in the way that, um, you know, I birthed twins. So my stomach was very large and I have um, a lot of stretch marks and I used to feel so upset. Like, why did my skin not, why I, I see other women, they don't even look like they have any stretch marks. And I changed the name of my stretch marks to my mom's stripes and my mom's stripes in regards to like, like stripes on a cheetah type, because I, those stripes because of them and because of my skin and the way that it, it spread, I was able to carry two full, two full term healthy babies. And that's huge. And that's something mm -hmm. to be like, to celebrate. And I'm so grateful that I was able to do that, but I had to shift that terminology. I had to shift that like, ew, these are stretch marks too. Wow. These stripes remind me what I did. And I did Ooh. something incredible. And because of that, I can now love and raise two awesome kids. So I think you're right when it comes to changing that perspective, changing that talk, the awareness of what negative things you are putting towards your body. Thank you, Hannah, so much. So for Melissa, is there anything that you practice in regards to your self-talk for yes. how so, you handle postpartum? Yeah, similar to what Hannah and you were saying, it's like um, noticing when that negative self-talk is coming through noticing where it's coming from. Is it coming from myself? Is it coming from like something I saw on Instagram um, or someone else in my life? And then noticing how I can stop that from influencing me and then shift my mindset into a more positive, constructive way of thinking. So even if at that time, um, say I saw something on Instagram that's made me feel bad about myself, like, why am I not at that point that that mom is at, right? Like, she looks so happy. She's all back to her normal routine. Why can't I be that way? Maybe saying, okay, I'm going to take a break from looking at other moms on Instagram for a couple days, right? I'm going to um, recenter with myself and acknowledge everything that I have done, 
you know, to get here, like you said, like you're pretty badass for even having carried a baby and birthed a baby, right? Like that is something to acknowledge. And then maybe carrying over that admiration of the body from pregnancy into postpartum and like still saying like, great job body. Like, thanks for being here for me. And like, I, I'm not going to talk to you in a negative way. If I don't have love for you right now, that's okay. But at least I can not talk to you in a negative way and show some respect for what you have done. Right. You don't have to add fuel to the fire when it comes to the way you're talking. You may not feel super excited about what's happening with your body and that's okay, but you're right. Don't add fuel to that fire. So speaking of our body, so the other facet that we're going to talk about today for post baby body is the physical side of postpartum. And Melissa, she um, is an intuitive movement specialist. So Melissa is going to highlight some specific physical changes and approaches to healing your body after baby. So I think when it comes to the intuitive movement framework, it's actually, it's great for everyone, right? But it is so awesome if you are able to tap into that um, postpartum and pregnancy too. But postpartum is when you really do need to slow down, right? Tune in, listen to your body, listen to what it's telling you and really be intentional and mindful with the movement, with the exercise, the fitness approach that you do. Um, So my approach with most postpartum moms, everyone is different and every baby is different, right? So we need to take that individualized approach. What what is um, feels good for you, Jamie, might not be the same for me. And we need to recognize that and just focus on ourselves and how we're feeling. So that's the first thing. Like, try not to compare yourself. Try not to compare your journey or where you're at. And the second is to take it slow, right? Reframing this to, okay. I got my six week checkup, right? I can get back to exercise. That's what the doctor said. So I should be doing everything I was doing before. No, dial that back. That's not true. That is a common myth that I hear. Um, At six weeks, that just means that your uterus has probably shrunken back down to its original size at this point. Um, And that's what the doctor is saying. Like now you have clearance and, and you can get back to things. But what they're not telling you is, You need rehab, relaxation, and recovery, okay? So postpartum, that early postpartum, those first couple weeks, that is not the time to be pushing your body, right? You need that energy for you, for baby, for your mental health, and for your physical recovery. Now, that doesn't mean you you have to lay in bed, you know, like a log and do nothing. If you're, if you're feeling up to doing something, there are slowly things that you can start to do, but I want you to take a more functional approach rather than aesthetically driven approach. So that means what are the things that your body is calling for that your body needs right now to heal? And some of those things are deep core breathing. That's going to help you reconnect mentally and physically to your deep core muscles that were stretched, right? With pregnancy, um, everybody has diastasis. You probably heard about ab separation, diastasis recti, and that happens during pregnancy. It is a normal response to your belly growing and making space for baby. So if you're feeling that gap, you know, still at six weeks postpartum, that's completely normal. It is a good idea to go get it checked out by either someone like me who is pre-postnatal certified or a pelvic floor therapist if you're concerned about it. But don't panic. This is normal. And it's something that we need to pay attention to and take the time to slowly reconnect to our deep core. So number one is individualized approach. Number two, take it slow. Um, Number three, focus on rehab and recovery of your deep core, pelvic floor, 
and then down the line, your functional strength, right? So those are the things that I, I personally focus on. I would encourage every postpartum mom to focus on. Um, and the things that you can start with are that deep breathing to reconnect to the core, pelvic floor work, gentle pelvic floor work to try to get your pelvic floor muscles um, strengthened and relaxed also. And then some light mobility work to counteract all that physical labor that goes into postpartum, right? Um, like hunching over to either breastfeed or bottle feed, opening up your chest, opening up um, your shoulders, head and neck and counteracting all the sitting that you're doing with some hamstring stretching and lower body stretching, hip stretching. Those are all things that we can do early on. And then as your body slowly, slowly heals and recovers, you want to start layering on some functional strength movements that are going to power you through early motherhood and beyond. So specifically for pelvic floor, and the reason that I bring this up is because I had my own personal experience and I, um, with pelvic floor issues uh, after baby number mm -hmm. five. So yep. with pelvic floor, can you just give a couple examples of what you um, would recommend to start practicing? Sure. So as you know, the pelvic floor is highly impacted by pregnancy and birth and postpartum. Um, the interdominal pressure, that just means the pressure that is on your deep core canister, um, which is your transverse abdominis diaphragm and pelvic floor, they're all impacted by that weight and that growing space of the baby. Um, so your pelvic floor is going to be weakened and stretched most likely postpartum. So the things that you can do are starting proper breathing, proper posture and alignment, um, and not pushing yourself into things that are going to increase that intra-abdominal pressure again before you're able to properly reconnect your breath to your deep core canister and engage your pelvic floor. So what does that mean? That means at six weeks, we're not going to go running, right? And put all that pressure down on your pelvic floor that hasn't re-strengthened enough to hold it, hold everything in and up. You don't want to risk that prolapse where, you know, internal organs can drop through and that heaviness that you might feel because of all the pressure pushing down on a weakened core and pelvic floor. So it's reconnecting to that pelvic floor and deep core through 360 breathing is what I call it, where you're inhaling fully through all directions, exhaling and feeling the pelvic floor lift and hug in from all four directions, as well as your transverse abdominis drawing in um, from all sides. Once you have mastered that, that's when you know, like you're able to start reconnecting that core. And when you layer on slowly across the months, some more high impact work or things like planks that are really do increase that intra-abdominal pressure, you're going to be able to engage that stronger pelvic floor and deep core to protect yourself from getting more separation or more pelvic floor dysfunction. So it's 360 breathing as well as pelvic floor activations. You can do them slow and fast. It's a little different from a Kegel. Like you know, you've heard Kegels before, it's just that like squeezing of the P muscle. That's how people explain it. Um, but with a pelvic floor activation, you want to do more than just the front of the pelvic floor. Like I said, the pelvic floor has four sides, front, back, and the two sides, right? So you want to start to feel it engage and lift up like an elevator and then flower back open. So with the pelvic floor activation, you want to practice engaging from all directions, lifting, and then just as important, flowering open and relaxing because we don't want too much tightness, right? Strength is not the same as tightness. So we want a strong pelvic floor without being overly tight. Right. And I think another important thing to note is 
at all of these things that we're talking about, whether it's showing love to yourself through um, intentional, respectful exercises um, and breathing and exercise, all these things, this takes time. None of this is going to happen after you do this for a week. Okay, guys. So that's the other thing I want to note because we're so used to this quick, 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 everything be quick. Remember, it took you nine months to mm -hmm. change your body for this baby, it's going to take you a long time to rebound and to allow that time and gracefully accept each stage because you're, everything's a moment. Nothing's going to stay the same for forever, mm -hmm. whatever you're at. And to just be gracious to yourself in, in each moment as you continue postpartum from, you know, body, mind, spirit, all angles. So, yes. Go ahead, Melissa. No, that's a great point because what I was going to say is this is you need to start to think about um, postpartum and during pregnancy, these tools as your foundation for function, being functionally fit and strong as a mom. So these tools to connect your deep core through proper breathing, proper posture and alignment, um, as well as pelvic floor strengthening public floor activations. These are your foundational practices. So I want you to think of them as something that you're going to do now and throughout the rest of your life, hopefully to maintain that strength, um, whether or not you are going to have another baby, it's important um, to keep those muscles strong and to set the foundation so that you can go and do things. If you want to go run later on, um, after you've healed, great. Then you have set that foundation. If you want to go lift really heavy or jump, great. We have this foundation so that we're not going to experience prolapse, incontinence, or further um, ab separation down the line. That's a great point. And also in the foundation for your body image, because your body will continue to change as your life changes, as the stressors change. If you have more children, you have mm -hmm. to build this foundation. And so I just, I really appreciate Hannah and Melissa, all the tools and advice that you guys have dropped today for us. And if we can just circle back, because this has been a lot of information, Hannah, like what can you leave us with here for this episode in regards to body image and postpartum? Yeah, totally. So I think it's really beautiful how this stuff like all weaves together. And even this foundation that like Melissa is talking about, and it really setting us up for success to be able to move our body in a different way in the future as we move along our postpartum, postpartum journey is such a powerful form of body respect, right? And so really like the thing I want you guys to take away from today from, from me is meet yourself where you're at. If you are ready to focus on more intense forms of practicing body respect, if you are ready to step into deeper levels of self-care, do it, go for it. But you might not be ready for that yet. And that is totally okay. So really like communicate with yourself, ask yourself, what is the most loving thing for me right now? What do I need right now? Because there can be so much pressure to just jump into this. Okay. I'm going to like learn to love my body and love myself and love, 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 love. And so often it just feels like, what does this even mean? What does body love even mean? And total side note, I want you to think about how much you love your baby and like what that love feels like. Does the way your baby looks, like does your baby's body aesthetics change how much you love that baby? No, absolutely not. Right. And so it's the same way with our body. Our aesthetics 
are just not important right now. And so I want you to shift your attention away from the way your body looks, the way from your body aesthetics, and instead just focus on doing you and serving you in the way that feels good or doesn't feel good right now. And sometimes that means doing the very bare minimum. We're going to have so many bare minimum days where all we can really do is the barest minimum. And that is also a really powerful form of body respect because we are honoring what we need in that moment. Thank you, Hannah. The other side note is when you're talking about bare minimum and all, your bare minimum looks different from your friend's bare minimum. Yes. And so be intentional in respecting your, your world. Right. And, um, and so in that realm, Melissa, what would you like to end this episode, uh, advice for listeners? Sure. So similarly to what Hannah was saying, um, about body image and kind of the mental side of things, it's shifting that focus, right? That mindset shift from that physical aesthetics to more of like, what would serve me best now? Um, how can I feel strongest? How can I function at my best? So that is the same when it comes to the physical fitness side of postpartum, trying to approach it from a a place or a space of how can I take care of my body right now, rather than like, how can I get back to looking how I want to look? Um, So if we can try really hard to have that um, perspective or that mindset for the most part, you're able to focus on those foundational practices that I was talking about to get you to a place where you're able to do some more activities and things that bring you joy in terms of movement and fitness and not just for the first couple of months postpartum, but for the rest of your life. Motherhood, once it begins, it never ends. Right. And so just the foundation from these tools and the advice from Hannah and Melissa are really helpful for today and, and all the days and next baby or no more babies, whatever. It's, it's all about one step at a time doing things that are intentional for you and your needs. And just to keep going with all positive and helpful ways to help yourself postpartum, because it's a lot having to take care of that new baby and to also take care of yourself and your spouse and all the other people, maybe other children. It's a lot. And so if this could, you know, I hope this episode gave you guys small tips just to give yourself extra love and understanding of your body right now too, physically. Um, Also, if you guys want to listen to other episodes that I have recorded with Melissa and Hannah, episode number 27 and episode 28 from season one has them on uh, the Keep Them Healthy podcast. And I thank you guys so much for today and your advice and your tools and your expertise. And I hope that we can just shed some light and positive vibes to the women listening today. Melissa and Hannah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. As I always say, you do you stay well (laughs) and keep them healthy.